Welcome to worship at Providence Presbyterian Church on this Sunday, March 7, 2021. We are located at 2401 Broad Avenue. Just a reminder that the per capita amount for 2021 is $38.15 per member. Please use that figure for the special blue envelope in your new box of offering envelopes. We will be collecting the following items for family services for Sunday, March 14th. All-purpose cleaners and degreasers, Lysol, Lysol wipes, large garbage bags, rubber gloves, cleaning cloths, mops, brooms, dustpans, high-efficiency laundry detergent, toilet bowl cleaner, window cleaner, dishwasher pods, and dish liquid soap. On Saturday, March 20th, we will be serving hot dogs and baked beans at our Soup on Saturday event. Anyone who would like to contribute fruit cups, applesauce, individually wrapped desserts, or monetary donations should drop them off at the church before that date. During the month of March, we will be collecting cans of tuna, egg noodles, and cream of mushroom soup for the Altoona Food Bank. Also, donations of any kind of non-perishable food items would be greatly appreciated. Thanks to all of those who contribute to these programs. We thank those of you who are currently able to support the church with your offerings. It truly is a blessing in enabling us to keep current in paying church expenses. Now, let us prepare our hearts for worship as we listen to the prelude.
let us join in our call to worship. The message of the cross sounds foolish to the world, but to us it is the power of God. We proclaim the scandal of Christ crucified. The foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than our strength. Let us pray. Gracious God, whose power is made perfect in weakness, whose wisdom appears as foolishness in this world, we thank you for the scandal of the cross. In Jesus Christ you overturn all our usual ways of behaving and believing. You scatter our false notions of discipleship as easily as coins are spilled from a box. You correct our notions of piety and order with fierce passion. Do not let your church become content or contained as an institution. Raise to ruins what is distorted in us and raise us to new life as a community so that we may be the body of Christ in and for the world. With fear and joy we ask this in Christ's name. Amen.
despite all that God has taught us, we still act foolishly. We still are weak. In the cross of Christ, we find forgiveness and grace. We confess our sins, trusting in God's wisdom and strength rather than our own. Let us join in our prayer of confession. Merciful God, how fickle we are. We sin against you without even knowing it. Clear us, we pray, of any unknown sin, and save us from willfully ignoring your way. Let your commandments rule and guide us. Forgive us for worshiping anyone or anything except you. Keep us faithful. Forgive us for failing to honor all our relationships with those closest to us and those who are our distant neighbors. Help us to speak words of blessing and kindness rather than words that belittle or destroy. Turn us away from violence, falsehood, and selfishness. Forgive us for thinking everything depends on our efforts and power. For you are the God who made us, led us out of slavery, and has brought us into the community of faith. Help us to depend on you alone, to rest in your peace. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Brothers and sisters in Christ, Christ crucified, risen, and coming again. We are forgiven and set free to live in faithfulness with God and with one another. Thanks be to God. As we prepare to hear God's word, let us once again join in prayer. God of glory, we cannot hear the heavens proclaim your handiwork. Through the speech of the skies must be magnificent. We cannot hear what day and night are singing about you, though their song must be both bright and deep. Yet somehow you are made known to us through our own foolish proclamation. It is only by the power of the Holy Spirit that your word can be heard in our words. Keep our ears to what you are saying to us today. We pray. Amen. Our Old Testament reading this morning is taken from the book of Exodus, chapter 20, verses 1 through 17. And God spoke all these words, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above, or on earth beneath, or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold guiltless who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you, nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and mother, so that you may live long on the land 
in the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male or female servant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Our New Testament reading this morning comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 2, verses 13 through 22. When it was almost time for the Jewish Passover, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple courts he found people selling cattle, sheep, and doves, and others sitting at tables exchanging money. So he made a whip out of cords and drove all the people from the temple courts, both sheep and cattle. He scattered the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. To those who sold doves he said, Get these out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a market. His disciples remembered that it is written, Zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews then responded to him, What sign can you show us to prove your authority to do all this? Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple, and I will raise it again in three days. They replied, It has taken forty-six years to build this temple, and you are going to raise it in three days? But the temple he had spoken of was his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples realized what he had said. Then they believed the scriptures and the word that Jesus had spoken. Here ends our reading from God's word. And may he bless them to our hearts and lives. Amen. Today, we are in the third of our series of Lenten sermons based on the idea of covenant. Our first week of in Lent, we looked at the covenant that God had made with all the earth through Noah. The second week, we looked at the covenant that God made with Abraham and his descendants. Today, we look at the covenant that God used an intermediary, Moses, usually called the Mosaic Covenant, with the children of Israel and Mount Sinai. Now, specifically, this covenant with Moses and the children of Israel is sort of a covenant within the covenant God made with Abraham. And this is the covenant specifying details of the fulfillment that God had made to Abraham that he would give his descendants the land of Israel, the promised land. Now our theme today is that God creates, uses covenant to create community. If I was to ask you what our Old Testament reading from Exodus 20 was about today, you would probably say the Ten Commandments. And in a sense, you would be right. That's what we commonly refer to as, of, as this passage of Scripture, the Ten Commandments. But in another sense, you would not be right because actually, the actual words here in the Hebrew are not the Ten Commandments. They are the Ten Debars, D-A-B-A-R. D 
Debar is the Hebrew word which means not commandment, but words or promises. So these are the ten words that God gave Moses to share with the children of Israel. Now that's important because when we think of commandments, we think of regulations that will be followed, and if we fail to follow them, then there will be repercussions. Now, yes, this covenant of the, all the covenants we've looked at so far has the, is the most one that has a reciprocal or mutual agreement to it. God gives this covenant, this Mosaic covenant to the children of Israel, and there is a part that they are supposed to keep. They are to live out the ten words. But there's a sense where this is God's covenant like the others. God has provided for the children of Israel so far. He kept his promise and brought them out of the, the land of slavery, out of the land of Egypt. He's been leading them through the wilderness and providing for their needs, water and food and protection from enemies. God will continue to provide for them and protect them and care for them as they continue their journey through the wilderness and enter and settle in the land of Canaan. So once again, the majority of this covenant is based on God. And as I said, it is ten words. The tone in which we look at this passage of Scripture is, is very important. If we think of it as commandments, we tend to think of it as God being up there, sort of looking down and saying, okay, the, you know, this is what I want you to do, and if you don't do it, you will be in trouble. You will not, you will not, you will not. But there is another way I think God wants us to look at this instead. <clears throat> and that is to see it as God's word, God's promises to the children of Israel that this is, he's called them into relationship with himself, but also with each other as the children of Israel, as a community, to help one another and strengthen one another to live out the ten words. But it's not so much you will not in the sense if you step out of line you will be punished. Rather it's the sense of well as you live in relationship with me I will bring about this community and in this community you will not have any other gods before me. You will not have any graven images. You will not uh, lie or steal or do any of those things. The emphasis here is not that you will not, that if you step out of line, you'll be punished. Rather, the emphasis is on this, this is what I call you to as this community of the children of Israel, and you will live in this way. It's a matter not of, quote, commandment in the sense of law and order, but, a, but a, a ten words in the sense of a promise from God that he will enable the children of Israel as they depend upon him, as they realize that he's the one that provides for their every need, as they trust in him, he will make them into the community that he wants them to become. This is very important because this changes the Mosaic Covenant from one of rules and regulations to one of relationship and community.
God called the children of Israel to live in community with each other and with him, and he would live among them, and he would be their God, providing for their all their needs, and they would be his people, living in dependence upon him and living out that covenant relationship by how they treat one another. So when we look at this covenant today, this has great implications for us in today's church. Once again, we have been called by God into community. No longer the community of the children of Israel, but now we are the community of the family of God, the church, the brothers and sisters of Jesus Christ. And we try to obey God. Yes, we will fall short. God knows that. But we try to live out our lives as Christians, loving God, living as he would have us to live, living with each other in love and support, not by our own strength, but by the strength that God provides. It's not a list of do's and don'ts, and if you step out of line, you're in trouble, but it's a way of life that God will bring about for us to start living out as we follow him. It is a life not of uh, a hard-line God waiting for us to step out of line to punish us. Yes, uh, you know, when the children of Israel failed to keep the covenant, there were ramifications. They were no longer under the protection of God, and God used other nations to bring them back to himself. But God never stopped keeping his end of the covenant. He never gave up on the children of Israel. The same thing with us. When we accept Jesus Christ, God never gives up on us. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. No matter what we do or fail to do, God continues to love us. He continues to call us to live as the children of God, the church. And he calls us to live in faithfulness to his word and also faithfulness into how we interact with each other. This is the call of God on our lives today as we continue to be the covenant community that he calls us to be. And to God be the glory now and forever. Amen. Now would you please join me in our Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence you shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Now let us prepare our hearts for prayer.
Holy God, you have called us to live before you and with one another in all faithfulness. Unable to live as you intend, we inflict harm and hurt on others and on ourselves as well. In all these ways, we knowingly grieve your heart also. Hear then our prayers of intercession. Restore us to communion with you and one another, that we might live in the freedom you have bestowed. We pray for people who are victims of crime, from petty theft to murder. We pray for those who are harmed by, we pray that those who have been harmed will find healing and will dwell in safety. Hold especially close to your heart, O God, those who have lost a loved one to violence, and help those to offer tenderness and cure in their struggles and grief. We pray also for those who have committed crimes, that they may seek and find forgiveness and begin a new life of responsibility and integrity before you and in the community. We pray for healing and recreation, reconciliation where trust has been broken, hostility has flared, or misunderstanding has grown. Restore us not only to one another, but reconcile us to ourselves and to you, loving God. If restoration proves beyond human hope, then grant new beginnings and new possibilities for all. In every relationship, we seek your grace as we honor others by caring for them, being truthful, and working for their welfare. Root out in us any jealousy toward those, to what others possess, and let us generously grow in and among us instead. of instead. Gracious God, we pray for those who are ill in mind, body, and spirit, for those lonely and isolated from community, for those burdened by guilt or grief, by depression or despair. Do not let us turn inward as a church, Thus we shut out or neglect those who long for a community of welcome and companionship. Send us out in love with open eyes, ears, and hearts. Make us true neighbors to one another and true children of your own calling. We pray in the name of Christ, who has set us free. Amen. Now let us join together in that prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
week ahead. Find time and space to listen for God's glory as it is spoken in the world around you. May God shine upon you. Christ fill you with true wisdom and strength. The Holy Spirit guide you into all faithfulness, now and forever. Amen. We thank you for worshiping with us today. We hope you have been blessed and God has been glorified. May you have a God-blessed week. We look forward to you joining us again next Sunday and invite your friends to listen.